Welcome to Bitch Talk Booze Interview, straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. Ange is here. Hi. Shar is here. You can find us at BFF.FM every Monday morning, 6 to 6.30. Morning. You can find us at BitchTalkPodcast.com. We are in studio about to talk to Diana Weimar from the Tiny Pricks Project, which you can find on Instagram as well as online. Um, been speaking with Diana back and forth for a couple months, and we finally got her on to the show the Monday right before Super Tuesday in California. How timely. So take a listen to our interview with Diana, and we'll see you on the other side. Diana Weimar Woo! on Bitch Talk. Finally. Finally. We waited, and, and patience is a virtue, it and is. Um, she is the creator of Tiny Pricks, which is this creative movement that has sparked the world, really. Uh, Diana, can you introduce your project and how it came about? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Tiny Pricks Project really began as a solo venture to capture the text, specifically at that point, tweets um, from Donald Trump. And I began in January 2018 when he said, I am a very stable genius. And up until that point, I hadn't engaged really with the language coming out of the Trump presidency, although I have a textile-based practice and have done other public projects and other international projects. I hadn't really wrapped my head around the presidency. But when he said that, I stitched it into a piece of vintage textile I had that belonged to my grandmother and posted an Instagram, and I don't want to say the rest is history, but it it became clear to me that the juxtaposition between the things that Trump has said and and now the things that are said around his presidency uh, with something that we're sort of nostalgic for that belongs to someone in our family that has a personal significance, and then translating those words by hand into textile is a meaningful process during this presidency. And so over the last two years, it's developed through workshops and exhibits, and um, many amazing people have sort of taken it on and incorporated it into whether it's stitching circles or exhibited it. um, And it's grown through both Instagram, um, because every piece is posted, and through these very personal, intimate experiences. So the collection is now over 3,000 pieces. That's not an official number, but by the time this is posted, (laughs) this is posted, it will be. um, Over 3,000? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I thought that you um, you were just trying to hit 2020 by the election, and then now you're over (laughs) it. Okay. Yeah, there was a point at which somebody told me that the project needed a goal, that goals were good um, <laughs> to have. And yes. so I, 2020 seemed convenient. So I think in probably May of 2019, I said, oh, you know, I want to have 2020 pieces by 2020. And that, of course, I did not think I would reach that goal, but I still recognize it's good to have goals. And <laughs> we reached that goal largely in thanks to the show at Lingua Franca in New York over the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reached that goal by October. And so now the goals have 5,000 by the end of this year. So anything is possible. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> like, you don't, you don't live in this country. So it's interesting your perspective um, about our, president well not our president but the president of the united states so i'm, I'm interested to know um h- how you feel about this project just kind of spreading like wildfire yeah so i'm actually american um so he is technically my oh, president not my pre- I'm, president i'm um, sorry <laughs> but but no no it's very confusing um because i live in canada so i was born in the states in 1970 and then my parents moved to british columbia when i was a year old 
grew up in BC and then went to college in the States, was there for 20 years and then moved back to Canada. So, um, you know, I'm permanent resident in Canada and American citizen. So I do actually, as you were asking, I do have a slightly different perspective because when I'm in the States, people generally say now you're so lucky to be in Canada. And yet I choose, I've chosen to engage in a mm-hmm. very American project mm-hmm. um, and to plunge in and to lean in. I, I don't, I could stay here and not engage in this presidency from a somewhat comfortable distance, although I have a lot of family in the States and my son lives in New York. But I, I will say that I think my perspective as a permanent resident in Canada is the same as most Canadians, which is their concern. The border is porous. This is a presidency that's happening to all of us. And their participants from Australia, New Zealand, the UK, um, South Africa, France, Italy. So it has a, you know, it is a global, this is a global presidency and in, in the issues um, uh, really reach a lot of different people because they're either in shock or they've had similar presidents or leaders in their own countries or they're concerned that they might have. So I think that my perspective, you will, you'll find when you step outside of the States, that there's a lot of support and concern and awareness around this presidency. Yeah, I, I really love, I think I think it was the owner of, of Lingua Franca where you have your, your show in in, um, in New York, R- Rachel. Is it Rachel or Rochelle? Rochelle. Rochelle. I think she, yes. I, I like she called it a sort of silent resistors, a stitch and bitch <laughs> uh, were, were a couple of phrases that I read. But I, I love the idea of, you know, not everybody's meant to, especially you're in British Columbia, you can't go out and, and protest all the time or, or whatever, but this is your own form of protest. And it's a way to take something that's so vile and hateful and turn it into like a peaceful, cathartic art form that other people can kind of come together and, and commiserate around. Yes. And there's so much to break down there. And, and Rochelle also, in, in her way, discovered this medium and this process. And then we you know, a year after, at least a year after she was doing her sweaters and I was doing Tiny Pricks, we found each other on Instagram. And there's certainly a very common language around the idea of making something left and right hand, completing it Mm. so it's done. And that's a really, I think, important part of the project because so much seems unfinished and impossible to finish these days. There's endless news cycle. There's a lot of things feel endless. And this is a, a task that you can finish and... I mean, I've been thinking about the coronavirus and people in isolation and people in quarantine. And and now we're being discouraged from gathering together at Mm -hmm. a time when we're wanting to come together at rallies and marches and go door to door. And if you think about these different things that are happening, this is a medium and a way to participate in politics that you can do at home. You can do in a group. I mean, I stitch on the airplane. <laughs> Everywhere except Are you stitching right now? Yeah, right. I, don't like. <laughs> I was. I stopped. I know. That's so bad. It's true. That's okay. True. We forgive you. <laughs> but no. I'm not on my phone. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. There, there. You can stitch anywhere. And it's, it's so satisfying. And I think that, yeah, it's an intimate form. And one of the things that people always feel when they stumble upon the project and they're not, they don't know what it is. They walk into a store, they walk into an exhibit and they haven't been following it. There is this moment of real confusion and you can (laughs) see it in their faces because they think they know what, what textile and what stitching is about, 
they, they just have an idea of who might be making it and what it might say. And when you move closer and you, you see what the pieces actually are, it's completely unexpected unless you are already into subversive stitching. But again, mm. if you stumble upon it and you see this medium, you feel these two, this sort of tug, this push-pull feeling, the language is pushing you away, and then this medium. We all have somebody who loved us, who stitched something for us or made something for us or used to stitch or, you know, so many textiles and pieces that come in are handkerchiefs that a grandmother made or an aunt or Someone who loves someone, really, I think is sort of the common denominator for a lot of the donated textiles. Yeah, I'm looking at your Instagram page uh, right now, and I'm always I'm always surprised um, and, and delighted by the stitching that's done on, like, the coronavirus one that's on the mask. <laughs> that's so in- inventive. And just, I think I'm looking at the, is it a um, Band-Aid outside of a Johnson yeah. & Johnson um, yes. Band-Aid so packaging. Yeah. yeah, I tried to go today and get some more masks, and they were sold out. And oh. I wanted, and they're, you know, they're saying like, you know, they don't really work. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm not wearing it for that reason. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a moment when you can use an unexpected textile. Yeah. Um, there's a moment when you have it, you know, when you stumble upon something. I just did a series of Star Wars related pieces. Oh. Um, last week and my son finally after the third one said I recognize that pillowcase oh. <laughs> <laughs> when he was you know he's 26 now but it was his when he was little yeah. um yeah that's a really so that's a really amazing moment when the textile um does a sort of magical thing to the quote when it really illustrates the quote you don't always get that opportunity because you have to stumble upon the right textile right um you know, and, and again, I really encourage people not to go out and buy things. It's really important that this project be accessible. That it's mm-hmm. something that everyone can do. Yeah, I, um, I, we all have textile. I do remember one of my favorites was, and I'm getting, I'm not going to get the quote right, but it was mm-hmm. on a paper towel, and it said, "Yes, D- Donald Trump's president's oh, presidency yes. is the best thing to ever happen to Puerto Rico," yes. or something along yes. those lines on on a paper towel. And I thought that was really effective. That was a participant. I think her Instagram account is at Aqua Rabbit in, in San Francisco. This is when I could still remember who made pieces because there are only 600. Now, I, now it's, I don't remember. But she came in with that piece and she said, and I have the rest of the roll of paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> How hard is it to stitch yeah, on a paper towel I don't also? Know. Very hard. She put a backing on it. And that is exactly that thing that I'm talking about where the moment where you're thinking out of the box, mm-hmm. you're, you're thinking, um, how can I illustrate this point? How can I, you know, how does it become more conceptual and less craft? And I, and I like both. So I, I'm not saying that one is better than the other. Um, but there is a moment where you see something that you see every day and you see it in a different way, whether it's a Band-Aid or a mask or a paper towel. Um, people just have this aha moment. And that's all very positive. That has nothing to do with the negative things that Donald Trump is saying. That's the joy of the creative process of solving a problem creatively. Yeah, I've um, I've heard some people when they look at this project, they love it, but they're also kind of like, oh, I don't want to see what he's <laughs> he said. I <laughs> well, I think. I... Oh, you've been talking to my family members. <laughs> well, I was talking to my fiance, but. <laughs> well, no, the... The gallery itself is incredible, but I think that bodes well for your project is that like 
because I I paint. I mean, I'm not great or anything, but I paint, and I always paint mm-hmm. with the intention of giving it to a friend. But if I end up liking it, I keep it, and I've <laughs> yeah. never given. I mean, I've given away just a couple things. But I think that that's what bodes well for this project. Is like you'll put hard work, and even if you think visually it's beautiful, it's still his words. So you're like, here, you can have it, Diana. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think that bodes well for oh, this project. Yeah. <laughs> so that- and that's an interesting, if you said to me with this term that Danny Shapiro uses of retroactive intentionality, if you said to me, okay, why don't you create a project where um, hundreds of people that you've never met and you never will meet are going to send you in the mail, which generally, whether you're mailing to the States of Canada is sort of 12 to $20, and they're going to spend hours making something and they're going to send it to you. And they're just going to give it to you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think some of you say that's sort of crazy. <laughs> but there, there's some really key things there that you're touching upon, which is um, now people make amazing pieces and they do feel kind of bittersweetness. Um, you know, I was Ross Chasky may have seen the piece that she made and we were messaging as she had finished it. And she was like, I kind of like it. I, I, you know, I really have to give it up, you know. <laughs> but, mm. but it really is that is almost the most important part of this project. And and I know that it's not the textile, it's not the words, it's not the protest. The, the, I think the most important part is that you have faith that giving up something that you've made will mean something to someone else. So mm-hmm. it's really the true act of, of coming together is to send in this piece to someone you don't, in most cases, most people don't know me. Yeah, are Mail you... it in and, and trust that person to do the right thing with it and know that hundreds, well, actually thousands of other people are going to see it. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is it sometimes overwhelming, the amount of, uh, of stitchery you've been receiving or the amount of attention you've, you've received for this project? No, the part that's overwhelming is that there's a constant, mm, I, I have a split reality. The, mm. the part that's overwhelming is that, that it doesn't stop. Mm. <laughs> like, well, right. This president actually doesn't stop. And I and I think I'm going to miss this important quote mm-hmm. or I'm going to miss this important issue. Um, it's hard to do pieces that are really about hardcore policy because those pieces are longer to stitch. They're harder to put into context. And oh, by the way, he doesn't say very much. That right. Really relates to, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really say much about oh, policy. God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he says a lot. So so I think the part that's overwhelming is that. Um, if you're creating a material record, I want it to be complete. I want it to be um, so that in 10 years, you go and see this and think of it sort of as the Vietnam Memorial. You want every name to be there. You want every quote to be there so that you can fully process the language that has surrounded and come out of this presidency. So that part is overwhelming. In in a sense, it it could be 10,000 pieces, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Easily. Because of all, easily. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and I, you know, I I have people who do send me quotes because I don't always catch them all. That part is overwhelming is that, you know, he talks, he talks in front of the, you know, chopper. He does so many rallies. Right. And and they're painful Mm. to listen to for me anyway. I make Mm. myself sort of once a month listen to the full rally. Mm. But very repetitive. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the only part that's overwhelming is that it doesn't have any limits. 
to what right. it could be. Right. And and I think an important word that you used is this this is a record of, of what mm-hmm. he says. And and you make a point to call, you're not calling this an anti-Trump exhibition, which, you know, we all have our opinions on what these words mean. Mm-hmm. But you do welcome uh, Trump supporters to donate pieces to the exhibit. But I knew at the point that I, I was reading an interview that you gave, you hadn't received one. Have you received one yet from a Trump supporter? I don't think so. OK, I don't think I have. I mean, do you receive any sort of hate or anything like that with social media? I do occasionally, um, but it's not, I don't think it's a medium that inspires a lot of hate. And I try to, I mean, I think, I hope I'm sort of keeping a tone that is, doesn't inspire hate. Um, I have had people who criticize the project. I don't, Feel that they've hated me, but they've been critical of this process. And mostly it, their concern is that if you take something that someone has said that's hurtful and you repeat it even in thread and then you post it, you're going to re-trigger people and they mm-hmm. don't want to be re-triggered. Um, they don't want to follow it. Um, I think some people might feel that this is this is the bright, shiny thing and behind everything that, that Trump is saying and Twitter are real things that are happening. And if you get distracted by everything that he's saying, you miss some of the quiet, quieter things and the quieter players behind the scenes who are doing things that mm-hmm. we really should be concerned about and following. And he takes up so much bandwidth with, you know, crazy things about birds dying under windmills and things like that, that we're missing sort of <laughs> some really serious things, right? Uh. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the deepest criticism, criticism of the project is that, oh, yeah. You're yeah. giving him another platform or, yeah. yeah. Yes. Am I giving him another platform? People joke, oh, you know, you know who's really going to buy this in the end. Because, well, it's not for sale, but, you know, it's Trump. You know, what, what more would you like to have than... Yeah. Oh God! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you oh. would look at this oh. and be like, "Oh, look, they have an homage to me yeah. in yeah. New York, in my hometown." Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, there's a way. Is it? I mean, I think that's a fine line. I think you could isolate pieces, you could photograph them, and you would view them differently if you felt differently. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to have to be the way it is. I don't. That, I'm not trying to control. Um, you have to. You have to release. It's yeah. art. Yeah. <laughs> it's going yeah. out there and and. You know, and they appear in a tote bag, and you, there's not much I'm going to do about that. Right. Um, that's not really what it's about. And it's not about him seeing it. People often ask me, do you think he knows about it? And I don't, it's not that I don't, I don't, that's not really what I care about. Um, he's not my audience. Right, um, right, exactly. <laughs> I was, yeah, it's too I, much it's reading a, for him, too, yeah, let's I, be honest. <laughs> right. He probably doesn't remember yeah. anything he puts out there into the world, quite frankly, so... Um, I don't know what he, that's an interesting question. Um, that's an interesting question. I mean, and that's an interesting question for, for a lot of politicians have convenient mm-hmm. amnesias. We've seen yep. you know, through the impeachment hearings where you can see things that, you know, they'd said before when they were on the other side of the impe- impeachment or, um, yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was going to say, thank you so much for offering to stitch something for bitch talk yes i i, I freaked like, out for a minute offering my daughter to stitch it well yes i was gonna say it was your daughter eliza who stitched it for us yes, thank you so much did. to her and we I, love it i just it was the one so thing glad. i'm like it has to be about parasite because mm-hmm. <laughs> that was and i didn't know about that quote that's oh. exactly what i mean i didn't know but of course he would hate that oh right one best picture 
but he hates the Academy Awards too anyway. So it's kind of one of these things where, you know, yeah, he has, he has, there's a chapter that I think of, you know, in the book, I imagine one of the chapter headings is I alone can fix it. And it's, you know, because he has an opinion about everything. Oh, everything. Um, yeah. How to put out a fire, how to rake a forest, oh. how to, you know, <laughs> yeah. keep your restaurant clean. I mean, I could go on and on because the pieces come in, but um, that was in a, I did not know that quote and no one had done it. So oh. it was a thrill. To, uh, We're a first. Ooh, ooh. Yes. Exclusive. Yeah. Just my, Exclusive. my daughter to do it. And she's very good. So. Obviously. It was it's it's really good. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I no, especially she, like that quote because the, I'm, now I'm forgetting the company who. Neon. Neon, neon rated. Yeah. Who um, yeah. produced, who put out uh, Parasite. They had the best response to that on Twitter. And they said, it figures he doesn't like to read. Yeah. Or, you know, of course he doesn't <laughs> like Parasite. So. So I just love it's the perfect quote. Yeah. We love That's it. right. I might have to do that. And because one of the things in response to this, ugh, you know, that you guys are, you know, conveying and is that in January, I decided to open it up to other quotes, quotes, po- I call them sort of positive, positive language, but I don't, I don't call Trump negative language, but mm-hmm. positive quotes. So, so a bomb. So something that gives you relief from, um, the feed, because I was noticing that I can, I feel like sometimes I can sort of feel people just getting downtrodden on Instagram, which I know you can't really, there's no emoji for that. But uh, <laughs> I yet. feel like, you know, I'm hammering them every day with, you know, some days I'm posting 30 pieces if I post groups of 10. Wow. Um, <laughs> and it's a lot. And it's a lot because I know, I mean, I feel joy when I see all these pieces. So I'm a little bit different. But um, now, and also, it was really amazing timing because there was so much language coming out of the impeachment hearings, right? Mm, I right. mean, mm-hmm. truth matters. I mean, you listen to these testimonies, you know, Fiona Hill, I mean, Vinman, I mean, you just want those words to rise up. And, and then and participants in the project were already starting to do pieces and saying to me, can I do a Michelle Obama quote? Can I do an Obama oh, quote? Yeah. Because, and, and that's the wonderful thing about a grassroots project is that um, you learn a lot from the people who are participating in the project. Yeah, and I was going to um, ask: Are you are you planning on traveling this show? I was. I think uh, now <laughs> well, that now it's over three thousand. You have over three thousand. <laughs> the people no, want to well, see I mean, it. I was thinking about the coronavirus. Um, it oh well, oh. not not this minute, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, last year it traveled. It was at Politicon in Nashville. It was at Red Dot Art Fair in Miami. It was at Sofa in Chicago. It was in New York all summer. Right. Speedwell Gallery in Portland, Maine. I'm missing a few. Um, I was in San Diego with Bill Teeth. Um, it was in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, there must be a couple I'm missing. So it has been traveling, and it continues to travel. It's it's, it's and it's it's broken up. It never it, oh, it won't it. be in one place. Okay. Yeah, it's way too big. There are pieces that are coming in that are the size of um, small baby blankets, and there's three thousand. I don't even have the project in one place. Um, okay. it's I, too many pieces. Wow. I guess I was wondering about the Bay Area. Can we help you? Uh, it was started, <laughs> the first exhibit in this space was at the Mule Gallery in North in, in North Beach, um, a couple blocks from City Lights oh. Bookstore. And so that was how I met Angie. And, oh, and, yeah. Props um, to Angie yeah, so, for putting us together. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She's amazing. Yep. Um, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that so and when it was there, that was extremely helpful. That exhibit was um, spring 2019 at Mule Gallery. And. 
I mean, 630 pieces maybe, but that was when I, and that seemed like a lot. That was when I got to see it all in one uh, space. Okay. And, and to have it in San Francisco and to discuss with people who came into the gallery, the history of the AIDS quilt, mm-hmm. to be in North Beach, to be near City Lights Bookstore. Yep, yep. It, it really informed a lot of the aspects of the project. That was a really amazing place to be. And I would love to come back, but I haven't found a space yet. Um, maybe somebody listening will know of a space um, to bring it back to San Francisco. Yeah, I well, we'll put our heads together. Yeah, we can try yeah. to figure something I'll, out. Yeah, I'll talk to Angie. Um, yeah, maybe over in Oakland or something, too. That would be pretty powerful. It would, and it can go anywhere. That's the amazing right. thing about it. it it's textile it's easy to pack it's easy to move and there are a lot of things that's that are really um practical about the project and i think that's been part of its success is that it it is people participate who are not on instagram for example it it's just easy to do um and so you don't have it's not it's low tech yeah that's what i love about it too it's Mm -hmm. it's low tech it's all levels yeah you can even watch a youtube video and and figure out how to do this oh were you doing that earlier well no i was thinking we could submit something and put a little bitch talk stamp on it okay (laughs) that would be wonderful (laughs) and it's i mean most a lot of participants have never stitched before participants come from i think generally three camps one you have a practice you know this medium and you're also political, but mostly you know this medium and you love it. The other camp is the other extreme. You're very political and you don't know this medium, mm-hmm. but because you're political, you want to do it. And then everyone else is this sort of mixture of some familiarity with the medium. Um, heaven, you know, ha- has not met someone who hasn't found a way yet to engage. And there's something about these different things that are new to them, stitching, being politically active in this way and that's appealing so it's something they've never done before yeah i love this project diana and i thank you so much for being on bitch talk um as we wrap up can you tell everyone where to find you yes um the project lives and breathes on instagram at tiny pricks project um also at diana weimar on instagram which is w-e-y-m-a-r and also there's a website for the project, um, tinyforksproject.com. And on the website, you can find out information about participating, um, about hosting a workshop, about where the exhibits are. Um, but really, it lives on Instagram. And um, that's the, the way to see all of the pieces. Every piece that's handed in is posted on Instagram. So thank you so much for being on Bitch Talk. And I, I appreciate you your patience. Thank you so much. Because you've been traveling yeah. a lot, too. And thank you to your daughter, Liza, for stitching <laughs> yeah. our, our Parasite quote. That was awesome. I mean, well, so thank quickly. You. thanks to you guys, we watched Booksmart. So, that you know, I think that there's a bit, it's a cultural exchange that we've had. Oh, <laughs> so good. We, we have, love we have We have lists of films, if, yeah. you, if you want to know more. <laughs> well, I I love that, and, and, and I think as I was emailing, uh, you know, I used to work in film, and there's there's overlap here, right? There's a, there's a great moment where you find, you know, the film, the language, visual medium, it's storytelling. Yeah, just like Tiny Pricks Project is. Yeah, so I can't wait to see what you guys make. Yes, oh. we will. <laughs> we'll put it on a bitch talk something or another. Yeah, all right. We yeah. have coasters oh, we can do. Yeah, that. yeah. If you have T-shirts, tote bag, anything, that would be so fun. We, um, we do thank you for stuff. your interest. Oh, of support. course. It, it's, it's also what's really made this project um, 
you know, succeed. Yeah. It's things like this that are helping us cope with yeah. what's going on and, and just making it a little easier. So yeah. thank you for so, your I work. I agree. No, well, I mean, I'm organizing it and that I facilitate it, but it's really made by hundreds of people. Yeah. I like that it's community-based. It is. Yeah. It's, 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 it's both community-based and it's its own community, which is really amazing because now I see people messaging each other and I don't, you know, they have their own relationships and are meeting new people through the project. Well, thanks so much, Diana. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Don't, don't hang up. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to wrap it up for the podcast. (laughs) Thank you, Diana. So, so much. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I, I really love talking about it and, um, I'm really glad that you guys are enthusiastic about it. Yeah, I was going to ask, have any other like side projects uh, popped up from this? or? So there's Tiny Pricks Project UK because, oh. you know, in the thr- when Boris was in the middle of it, I got a bunch of right. messages mm-hmm. from people uh-huh. in the UK. And yeah. I'm like, please, please. And that's, that's on Instagram. You can see it at Tiny Pricks Project UK. It's not, it, it has not taken off because as it turns out, and this may not surprise you given what you do, it takes a lot of grit and spit yep. and I'm not in the UK. I'm not, follow- I mean, I can only handle one, you know, one sort of political leader of this, of this <laughs> ilk. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. So you, yeah. So it's not big. So I haven't, but that's a spinoff. And then of course the people who are doing a version of it and I, you know, sometimes I run into situations that are a little complicated where somebody makes a piece, but doesn't, and then gets a lot of attention and tags the project, but it's, not oh. really a tiny perks project piece. right yeah and again those are just those things that you let go of and decide who's really not worth it there was one of the most tense moments i'll tell you guys which may amuse you was when do you remember when rachel maddow used a graphic that was a cross-stitched piece it wasn't really a piece but it was a graphic of a quote no, um, no. when was, was this a couple months ago okay it was a couple months ago three or four months ago and then a bunch of people started stitching pieces and sending them into her. And then she on air said, I've been getting in the mail these most amazing pieces. They're stitched. This is so amazing. And every and all these tiny Prix followers started messaging her on Twitter and <laughs> everything saying, Do you know about Tiny Prix Project? Because they're oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's awesome. But there was and then she then she tweeted about Tiny Bricks Project. So there was this moment where, where I thought, wait a minute, is she gonna start a Tiny Bricks Project? Right, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without knowing what it is. Right. Because when you see these quotes, like it's it is an intuitive thing to try to process this presidency in another medium. There's there you know, there's the sweet feminist. I don't know if you guys know about the sweet feminist. Amazing. They're cakes. This person Make no. cakes with quotes on them. Yeah. Okay. The sweet. Cool. What is it called? The sweet feminist. Okay. The sweet Ooh. feminist. Okay. Um, yeah. And there, there's another one. Somebody just told me about another project. Um, there are people doing different things like this. There's a painter who paints some of the quotes. Hmm. Um, well, we had, uh, yeah. we had as one of our guests, uh, she was making wine. She was calling them nasty woman wines. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. from she's out of Oregon the debate, yeah, and and she started yeah. making this wine before he won, so yeah. she made it with the mindset of like, all right, well, Hillary's going to be in office, and we we'll have these nasty women wines, yep. and yep. yeah, and then... and then that didn't it happened, but it didn't happen. Yeah, the wines happened, yeah. she didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. So there's, it's interesting, and when you say that, I mean, one of the most important, one of the one of the biggest questions about this project right now is. 
it's one thing if he um, is not reelected. It's another thing if he is. Yeah, I was going to ask and, you, like, is there a part two? Yeah. Your fingers are going to be But you don't want to just... think about it either. <laughs> You're going to have scabs and, and cuts. I was also <laughs> told to say that there's a deadline. You know, my daughter's actually, mm. you need a goal, mom. You need to be on Instagram, like, having a goal. And I was like, oh, my God, do I have to? But, yeah, but <laughs> the other things, people can think, when is the deadline? And I finally just said, well, when he's out of office. And this is really when I thought he could not possibly be reelected. And, and now it's... I think it, you, we have no idea. Yeah, have no um, right. idea. Very easily could be. And right now it's an aspirational project. We're talking, we're laughing, we're laughing because we're still in a little bit of shock yep. and we're, we're upset, but we're also hopeful. Like this is the moment before you find out the outcome yeah. of something yep. that this is, you know, this is a really big deal. I don't think we realize what a big deal November is because if he's reelected, it will be certainly a stamp of approval. Uh, I mean, because we know, we now know what we know. Yep. And that, and then the project is not this hopeful, optimistic, aspirational, sometimes amusing protest. It's something else. And so what do you, you know, the question in my mind is what then happens in the next four years? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to move up to Victoria, B.C. Yeah, I'm just going to be a <laughs> Prince Harry stalker. For... But here's the thing. You guys won't because I know because I've listened to your podcast. You won't because you've already been engaging. And this is the thing is that if this is in your in your DNA or in your mind or whatever it is, if you're the kind of person who cares, you're going to stay and care. But you need something to do. Yeah, he's made our job somewhat easy, so yeah. I hate to say it, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the one silver lining. We just anyway. can't think well, of that right now. We have to think about what we have to do right now, which is vote tomorrow and yeah. keep pushing yeah. pushing people to come out and yeah. and stay active. I just, think the answer is if he's reelected, you stop looking at him and you start looking at the country and you start looking at policy. Oh, and yeah. And you start to say... You, you, you dig deeper, but you look differently because he's, yep. then he's really just a symptom. Yeah. And, and we've actually, I think we've done a good job of not really talking about him um, because that's, I just don't want to give him any more <laughs> attention. Yeah. Um, and more recently within like the last couple of weeks, um, I, I've really, I really want to maybe not talk about politicians so much as like solution based um, opportunities for different policies or different, you know, mm-hmm. problems, uh, either locally or, or within the country. So, you know, there are people doing the work for all of these policies. So I kind of want to talk to them um, that are on the ground every day. Um, we, when we were at Sundance, we were able to talk to one of the lawyers from um, the ACLU, and that was very powerful because you only hear about the ACLU. You don't see the people doing the work. And that's that's what was yeah. really magical for us i hate to say it we were like in tears when we met him so um yeah so we'll, yes, we'll, we'll see what happens and, and this project that is a that is a true criticism of this project and and i'm you know I, i'm very open to criticism but what it is doing i do know this is it's making it possible for people who have disengaged to re-engage it's important that they come back and they mm-hmm. come back to do do things and get involved and that they're hopeful and optimistic again. So when are you going to be on the show again? I'm just kidding. When are you coming to the Bay Area? <laughs> when you come back, when she comes yeah. back, yeah. Yeah, that's another, you know, that's another thing is that it, 
it can start when I was sort of saying like it should focus on policy. It can start to highlight policy. I mean, what, if he's reelected, it is a. It's now an infrastructure. It's a vehicle, mm-hmm. and so when it starts tracking um, and start and you start bringing in other groups. I mean, I, these are just ideas I have, but really working together with people and creating a new fabric, mm-hmm. you know, this new narrative. Um, it can do that. So, okay. But you didn't answer when you're coming to visit us. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Whenever I can, I, I just go where, and it's because it's just me. I mean, I'm drinking out of a fire hose, but I'm doing everything, um, more or less trying to do it all. But, uh, if you have an organization, I mean, I've been trying to, you know, I do have friends in San Francisco and that was how the first show came up came about and so i you know i would really love to and keep in mind it, it you know i've talked to the wing there i've done workshops at the wing there mm-hmm. i mean i i definitely have feelers out in san francisco um because it's such a good fit so i'm sure that before november okay um something will come together but yeah if you have a friend who has a space i mean lingo franco is a retail store well um, we do we do have friends that have spaces that um, would be fantastic i know yeah, it doesn't have to be big. It can be, it can be anything really, and it could be multiple places. You can grow the project there yourself and make pieces locally. You you know it can have workshops. It can not have workshops. It's just it's really open. Um, it all just depends on people's sort of passion for right. engaging. Right. We'll do something. I'll keep. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep talking about this. Yeah, I don't feel like it'll be hard know, to find Andy, a home for this. No. No, I don't think it will be either. Um, but let's keep any ideas you have. I'm happy to follow up and, okay. and I'll circle back to Angie and my San Francisco friends. And who knows? Somebody listening to this podcast may say, you know what? I've got a, you know, a gallery that's empty for a month or I've got a storefront that's closed or, you know, I have a maker space. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Diana, thank, thank, you, thank you for call, thank you so much. calling in and, um, again, keeping in touch and um, making, well, your daughter making us a piece. Tell her thank you. <laughs> oh, I, well, wanna... I, I should have said that earlier. I, that's something I generally do when I, you know, ask people for uh, quotes, you know, because it, it's nice to know what people think about. Yeah, and I wanted to tell you, I want to buy that give a damn sweater that you're wearing from uh, Lingua uh, Franca. So that's a great are, sweater. Yeah. It is. Lingua Franca has them. I mean, I'll tell you, I think it's about three months out, so or three weeks. It's a good sweater. Um, to make them. <laughs> it's a good sweater. That Yeah, it's a great, it's, they're I, great. Yeah, it's, it's a great it's thing. Cute. I love it. Well, how do we buy it? It's at Lingua Franca. Uh, Lingua oh, it Franca. is. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yep. At the store. Oh, well, we'll throw you ideas, you throw us ideas. Yeah, hope to meet in person soon. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Sounds great. Well, All have right. a good evening. Thank you. All yeah, right. we'll Take talk care. soon. That was Diana Weimar, the creator of the Tiny Pricks Project. Uh, you can find it on Instagram and online. She's awesome, and I really want to find her a space to have her show here in San Francisco so we can see her in person. Meet her in person, exactly. <laughs> and we're going to make a piece and send it over to okay. her. Okay. So. It's funny, uh, I, I will say over the weekend, one of our neighbors uh, got rid of a bunch of stitching stuff. And they had, I know. That's crazy. I know. and Serendipitous. I, I only picked up a little finished piece that they had out there and I put it on our wall. 
But they did have a uh, like a frame that you could stitch in, and I almost picked it up. Fine, and I did get it. it. Is it so, gone? No, it's gone. And there was yarn, but it was yarn. Not, anyways, weird, right? Yeah. Anyways, it's telling us something. Let's do it. All right, I'm down to stitching, bitch, and hopefully not poke my fingers. Tiny Pricks. Tiny Pricks Project. So thank you to Diana uh, for getting on the phone with us all the way live from Victoria, B.C., which I thought was a whole different, different time zone. Different time zone. <laughs> West side. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, also, thank you to her daughter, Liza, for uh, stitching us uh, a piece as well. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's at our Instagram right now. It's on the feed, so you can find it. Um, you can find us also at bitchtalkpodcast.com. Also, every Monday morning at BFF.FM from 6 to 6.30. We are powered by GoTo Productions. Bitch, please. 